From the PSIA ASI studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair and the next in our Meet the Team series. We're visiting with Chris Rogers. Chris, it is great to chat with you as always. Oh, it's awesome to be on the show with you again, George. I always love chatting with you. So how many terms is this for you, two or three? This is my second term on the team, uh, although I did work in the national office prior to that, so sometimes it feels like I've been around longer than, than I have been on the team. Yeah, and we'd have been having some really good discussions about your tryout this time and kind of your mental attitude going into it. You seemed pretty relaxed. Did that stay with you? For the most part, I'd say, yeah, it, it did stay with me. I, I just felt like I was in a really good place going into this uh, selections process with kind of the options on the table for my career, whether or not I was on the team. And um, it's it's a different game going into to a second tryout for sure. There's, I felt the weight of expectation maybe more than um, than I did in the first selections that I, I went to where where I um, was unsuccessful in 2008, and then you know in 2016 felt a little bit more um, like it was my time to make the team, but and that might have been a little more stressful still. But this term, it was um, I, w- I was pretty excited about some options to continue some of the work we've been doing and and some of the of what i see this team uh, accomplishing over the next three years i really wanted to be a part of of that team but i also felt like we had some really good people trying out and um was in a pretty happy place with what we got to do over the last five years and so if there wasn't a spot on the team um i I had kind of my my path in my head of what i wanted to do next and so um it, it was a really good uh, mental space to go into a selection process. That said, in the heat of the selections, you're you're still experiencing that stress. You're being put into intentionally stressful situations, and um, it, it, you can't help but but be affected by that. But I'd say overall, it was a it was a really fun process, um, and I and I enjoyed most of it. I've got to say, sitting there listening to the team be announced, and they're on the last person, and your name hadn't been called. I was like, oh, please say Chris Rogers. <laughs> what was going through your mind? You know, I was I was probably more focused on how excited I was about a few of the people that had been called. And, and um, I, I mean, this team is full of really good friends and people that I've worked with from different divisions on projects over the last decade. Um, you know, some of my teammates, both on the Alpine and the snowboard side, uh, I was just so thrilled to hear their names, and I, I probably wasn't um, counting as as much as I should have. And then all of a sudden, I realized that there did six people called, and um, you know, Tony and Eric. There's there's a history of the coaches um, kind of messing with some of the team members and and having um, having that little bit of extra stress. And so, obviously, we didn't know that there was going to be seven team members, um, it, it, but there were. Uh, there's, it's kind of in that moment you're like, oh. Wait, that was six people, and probably right about the time I was starting to realize that meant uh, that my name hadn't been called. That they called my name, so it was um, it, it was funny. It was um, again, I was probably just so excited that a couple of um, my really good friends had made the team for the first time that that it didn't strike me quite the way it could have. But um, yeah, I appreciate Tony and Eric. Um, jerking my chain a little bit there. <laughs> well, and it's tough because I feel like, you know, we've gotten to be pretty good friends over the last five years and you really get to know people that are, that you're working with and to see them not make it, it, it is tough. Yep. That is the, 
the double-edged sword of selections and of that night. Um, I remember very vividly in 2016 being so overwhelmed with making the team my first time um, and the congratulations and the hugs. And, and obviously in 2016, without without COVID, there's a lot more <laughs> right. um, contact <laughs> and, and just like the party scene. And then you realize, you know, in that process as you're feeling that elation and that joy that, that, that you have really close friends and people that you've been through that selection with who were not selected. Um, and, and, you know, that that's probably within 15 minutes of making the team, you are thrust into this leadership role on behalf of the organization where you're now, you're now just as much as you're celebrating. You have to balance that with um, condolences and hugs and, and, you know, feelings with your really good friends that were not successful. And um, you know, the, all of the sayings of, of it being a journey and, and of it, um, you know, it's not the end result that, that actually makes you a better person. It's that process you go through. There are people who have been unsuccessful and unsuccessful and, you know, it's their second or their third or their fourth selections process that they make the team. And there's people who try out multiple times and it's just not the right team for them and they, they never make the team. And so, um, you know, you're going through all of that and balancing your emotions and your um, excitement for what the team is going to mean for you. You're, you're, you know, um, Chuck Hewitt and Lindsay Stevens are two of my really close friends here in Vail, and you're just so excited to celebrate with them and to congratulate them and to welcome them on the team. And then you've got a couple of really close friends that were that were not successful and that you worked through that process with. And you know, so taking that time to to share condolences and to share thoughts and um, and and even as they're congratulating you, sharing your um, appreciation for what they brought to selections or what they bring to the industry. And, um, it, it is a very bittersweet, um, and incredibly exciting time. And, and, um, I, I think, I, I think it's one of the more, um, interesting mix, mix of, of emotions that you get as a team member is the, that first couple of hours of, of dealing with understanding what it means that you are now a team member. Um, and that, that time of celebration and of, um, of talking with people who were unsuccessful. So let's go back to what you were just talking about before this last question, which was the work that you've done over the last five years. And you were really excited about uh, direction things were going. What do you feel that you have added to the team or that you've brought to the team and really uh, made a valuable contribution? Um, you know, I think I think the the team is is that combination of all of the talents and um, and skills that the that the individuals bring to the table and they're uh, you know I look on the last five years and and the things that I learned from my teammates that made me a better instructor a better pro a better team member a better examiner and clinician um, I learned so much from that team and and I hope that I contributed equally to the team and in, in um, some of the some of the things that I think I was strong in it was uh, presentations and um, ability to to be on in front of the camera and to be kind of that spokesperson role. Um, and as much as maybe when we made the team in 2016, that was a, a strength for me was kind of that social presence uh, on social media as well as in front of videos and comfort in front of camera and video. Um, but I certainly made it a goal to help my teammates um, find that comfort as well. And, and I look at, um, at Amy 
Bailey as someone who was very uncomfortable at the start of our last term being on camera. And, and I hope that I was able to help her as much as she helped me in, in other areas uh, through our last term. And, and I look at her now as so confident in front of the camera and, uh, um, and much more uh, present when she's in front of a camera, much more articulate, much more able to show herself uh, on camera than she was in 2015. And even if you, you know, if you go back and look at the uh, Kids Can Snowboard video, she and I were, were featured on that video in 2016. It was, or 2017, it was the first project that, that we did as, as team members together. And uh, compare that to her on camera now with REI. And, and it's just night and day. And um, so areas where I feel, feel like I contributed was helping coach um, some of those areas that were strong suits for me. And, and it's, it was truly, um, I think all of us learned from each other through that. Um, you know, in, in looking at this next, at this new team, I, it's really cool to see how much that some of those things have become skill sets across our, our industry where, uh, in 2016, we had, uh, some round robin selection processes where we had to post on social media and, and you'd get like a, a time block and they wanted to see who could post a photo with some con some content on as many social media channels as you could and there were a few of us that were very savvy in that in that realm and, and posted a bunch and there were other people in that selections who were setting up their very first social media account so they could participate in that in that drill and you look now at this current team and the selections process we went through with editing videos and putting them out and um, engagement for a whole year while tryouts were delayed, a whole year online where there was conversations and things happening on on some of the um, project websites we use like Basecamp or um, different elements of that. We had uh, Zoom calls as part of our selections process. And, and I would say every one of my teammates is as savvy or if not more with video and um, and and online work uh, than I than I am, and and that was that's certainly a change from 2016. So, going into a new term, you, you're as a returning team member, your strengths aren't necessarily those individual skills that you had five years ago uh, or four years ago normally, but your experience on the team is really what you're what you're bringing. And and I, we had this conversation on a previous call, but um, you know the role of of a second or third or fourth term team member is not um is not the same you're, you're not going into that tryouts trying to prove yourself you're trying to show how good you can be um at developing your peers and being in that sophomore role uh, i think of on, on my term on the team my first term on the team there were many times where i'd go to the coach to scott for help but there were many other times where i went to tony or eric rolls um to to get that help from a from a experienced team member, you know, from, from that sophomore or junior team member, um, not from the coach and, and you're, you're going into your second term, um, needing to fill those shoes. You need to be somebody who can be approachable from your teammates and, and be someone who can help your teammates develop as much as you're still continuing to be a, a team member and a, an individual yourself. Where do you feel you grew the most, uh, on your first term on the team? Um, I would say, a lot of my growth on the last team was in the people skills arena. Um, I, I think everything we do in our industry is very individual focused. You are building your own business. You're working with your, uh, with your clients as an instructor, you, you have elements where you work with other pros, but a lot of what we do is individual. And when you make the team, um, there is a, there's a need to understand, 
um, your own emotions and actions and how to how and then as well as how your emotions affect others. And um, there were times early on where we we butted heads on the team, um, so different team members and different projects. And, you know, you're trying to figure out what your place is and where your skills and strengths um, mesh with other people's skills and strengths. And, and um, you know, I, I think for myself, for sure, and, and, and I think for a few other people on the team, um, the last four years was a big time to grow in not just how to function as an individual in this industry, but how to function as a team and recognizing that there's times where you need to step back and let other people shine, um, even if it's a project that maybe you really wanted to work on or really felt passionate about um, or felt like it was a, it fit right into your skill set. Um, there's times where you need to function as a team member, not an individual. And, and that was definitely uh, an area that I had to grow for sure was, um, was like, I'm somebody who likes to say yes to projects. I like to work. I like to be involved. I, I want to raise my hand and be involved in everything. Um, and, and that can stretch me too thin. It can also, um, be off putting if people feel like they're not getting a chance because I'm, um, overshadowing or, or getting in the way. Now, question I'm asking everyone on the team, would you mind sharing something about yourself that maybe we don't know? Maybe we don't know. Um, well, I, I think everyone knows I grew up in Alaska, and uh, I, I grew up snowboarding there, competed for a while in Alaska, but um, a lot of people don't know I actually grew up skiing, and I learned to ski before I learned to snowboard, and I, I was uh, cross-country skiing around the age of three with my parents. We had a little cross-country ski area behind my house, um, Birch Hill, which is actually a little, it's, it's a fairly large cross-country ski area, um, and my parents would joke that I'd learned how to ski before I learned how to walk, but we grew up skiing, grew up cross-country skiing, and then when I was about six, um, we, we started going up to a little area called uh, Cleary Summit, and after Cleary Summit was Ski Land, and it was kind of like Cleary Summit was the greens and the blues, and Ski Land was like the harder blues into the blacks, the two little ski areas. Um, Cleary Summit was all surface lifts, and Ski Land had a two-person, still does, two-person chairlift uh, powered by a diesel generator, and um, both of those skiers are actually really cool because they're, they're, um, the road goes to the top of the hill and you ride down into a valley, you ski down into a valley, and then you take the chairlift back up to get back to the base lodge, the top lodge and the, and the parking lot. Um, but grew up, grew up skiing there and grew up ski racing before I ever snowboarded and then, um, picked up snowboarding around 10 and did both for a while. But, but yeah, that was, uh, my, my start in the, in the industry was on skis. And my first first job, my first real job, was uh, working for Skiland at 14, doing lift ticket sales and helping out around the place, and um, worked for a season pass. Now, Chris, I've been waiting for someone, and I thought it might be you, to say, you know, the thing you don't know about me, George, is that I don't like to share things nobody knows about me. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chris, anything, uh, maybe goals for the coming three years that you could share with us? Yeah, so you know, going back to the the things on the last team that I was I was looking forward to continuing on this team, and, and probably the biggest reason I wanted to try out and and, and be on the second uh, on a second term, be on this team specifically, um, is the the work that's been done on the learning connection model and the teaching skills and people skills uh, and the, the technical skills to to an extent, although. Um, the teaching skills and people skills rollout is, I think, very, very exciting. And 
Um, we did a lot of work in the last five years to develop that content, to develop those fundamentals, to develop learning outcomes. And it's been tedious and it's been a lot of work and it's been long Zoom calls and conference calls. And um, and I, I see the next three years as kind of the payoff of all of the work that's been done over the last five years. And um, that, that payoff being getting to share that, getting to travel around the country and, and clinic around teaching skills and people skills and sharing with ed staffs, um, with examiners and, and divisional educators across the country how we're going to begin to train and evaluate on people skills and teaching skills. And that's, um, I, I think, uh, for my own personal goals, being on this next team uh, it was an opportunity to get out of the um, get out of the back, you know, behind the scenes, figuring all of this out, and and get to spend time on the road, um, showing how this is going to uh, going to evolve our organization. And and I see the next three years as critical to getting these these people skills, teaching skills, and technical skills fundamentals established. And that's like this is what's going to be the next generation the next iteration um it's the future of psi and asi and it's what's going to elevate us and so i'm really excited to to get to be on the team that is going to roll that out over the next over the next few years and then um you know culminate in interski and levy finland well chris as i said at the beginning it's always a pleasure chatting with you thanks so much for taking the time to be on first chair today always george anytime from the PSIA ASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado, I'm George Thomas.